Hello, and welcome to another week of Sorted SF, the podcast where I tell you things that I find interesting about San Francisco's history. Um, today, it's not actually super history-ish, but uh, let's let's kick it off by introducing my guest. He's also my sound guy. Give it up for Sean. Woo! Hi, I produce this. He produces this. Um, so today is the first Monday in October. Can you believe it's already so deep in autumn? Or is uh, it winter? When's winter start? Winter starts in like January. I think winter starts in December. Mm. Yeah. I think November's autumn for sure. Wild. Fun. Uh, well, I hope we're able to uh, go see some leaves change or something. Yeah, that sounds good. Because the Lord knows there's no seasons in the city except for it being fucking hot. Truly. Yeah. Um excited to see the leaves change excited for uh to get colder excited to see all the uh christmas decorations pop up in times square that's new york (laughs) well yeah well i guess we'll we'll do union um all right well today we're gonna ease into the season by going over some of the scary movies based out of san francisco oh hell yeah i love coming into these blind yeah no it's fun right I come into them blind sometimes, too. What movies are we talking? San Um, Francisco-based ones? Yeah, I just said movies based out of San Francisco. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, Sources for this episode include SF SF Chronicle, uh, the date book portion of the Chronicle, to be specific, um, Found SF, San Francisco Magazine, and this book that I got at the DeYoung Museum. I'm forgetting the name of it, so that's not chill. But it's a book about, like, all the movies that have been filmed in San Francisco or, like, based out of here. It's called uh, Film Locations in San Francisco. There we go. Yeah. (gasps) Incredible. Um, So let's kick it off with the most obvious two, both from our friend, our close personal friend, uh, who's definitely still alive, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, Yeah. That was sarcasm, right? Yes. That dude's like so dead. Super dead, actually. Let's see when he died. Any guesses? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eighty six. Eighty six. Uh uh mm, eighty. In his Bel Air mansion. I assume it was a mansion. He was born in eighteen ninety nine. In London. In London. Yeah, I've heard some. Uh, I've heard some stories. He's very similar to uh, Stanley Kubrick in uh, his methods for achieving uh, true uh, fear in his actors. Uh, <laughs> oh, like the beating of what's her name, Shelley Duvall. I can't remember if she was actually beat, but Stanley Kubrick definitely harassed the shit out of her uh, to to get her uh, reactions in yeah. uh, in The Shining. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know what um, Alfred's methods were, but we'll kick it off with the birds. Heck yeah. San Francisco, Bodega Bay. They had a great bird shop in that movie that uh, it was actually a super famous bird shop that I always wanted to go to as a kid as a as a bird person. Um, So strange. That's not strange at all. (laughs) Birds are awesome. Yeah. Well, I've heard they're not real. Um, But so I've been reading a book of short stories by the author of one of my favorite books, which is Rebecca. Um, The author's name is Daphne du Maurier. 
um, and I'm reading her, the stories in the book and I get to one called The Birds and it's the original story that Hitchcock turned into a movie and I had no idea it was based on a short story let alone a short story written by a woman um, Hitchcock actually turned her book Rebecca into a movie as well both are spooky um, and like for those who don't know the tale of the birds it starts off in San Francisco right in Union Square at that bird shop um, and it brings the watcher with the cast up to Bodega Bay where a mysterious weather event brings a bunch of birds to town the birds show up for a couple of hours each day slash night and absolutely destroy the town and the townspeople. It's really fucking gnarly. People get murdered by these birds. Um, Daphne's stories are always like implied supernaturalism where nothing's like explicitly magical or ghost-like necessarily, but you just like know that this isn't of this world. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. Some of the, so I, I would argue that the, my favorite type of horror is paranormal, mm-hmm. but uh, it can but be very be- overdone. I would say the best horror movies are the ones where there's it could happen to anyone. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's why like serial killer movies are great. You know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a good a good example of that. I've actually never seen it. Pretty much a. It's bunch like gore uh, porn, isn't it? I really don't like that. Gore porn. That's, uh, you know, something like Terrifier, Terrifier 2. That's that's gore porn. Okay. Uh, but I would argue that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was pretty tasteful. <laughs> Comparatively speaking. On the spectrum. Tasteful. All right. All right. Um, well, yeah. So that's The Birds. Um, I highly recommend Daphne de Maurier's book of short stories as well as her novel, Rebecca. And... Um, I'll include this photo on Instagram of my my little personal podcasting author hero, Herb Kane, and Albert Hitchcock surrounded by birds sitting on a bench in Union Square talking about the movie The Birds in 1963. It's a cute one. So in short, The Birds, I give it a thumbs up. When was the last time you watched it, Sean? I probably watched it about five or six years ago. Me and my mom like watching uh, horror movies together. Oh, that's nice. Along with my sister. That's nice. Um, so we generally will try and get in a couple Alfred Hitchcock flicks in October. Um, I don't live with them anymore, so it might be a little harder this year. I moved out of my parents' house when I was 29. Um, <coughs> Lit. I love my parents. Um, well, so then next, after the birds, we have Vertigo, which is the classic Hitchcock. I haven't seen that one in like 15 years. so Yeah, I only watched it for the first time. I think it was either right before I moved back to San Francisco or right when I moved back. Um, but it's definitely like less spooky, more thriller, I'd say. Yeah, I, I remember they I remember so they like, also I they yeah. highlighted, you know, uh, one of California's uh, missions. Yeah, Mission Dolores. That movie. Was that it? Um, yeah, but then I think they also go south down to another tower mission. Yeah, I forget thing. what that movie's about. I should watch it. <laughs> well... Um, it takes us all across town to places like the Legion of Honor, Portman Mansion, Mission Dolores, Union Square, a studio on Telegraph Hill, and a bunch of redwoods. Uh, the movie's about a policeman who is tapped to tail his college buddy's wife because she's been acting super weird. Um, I don't want to spoil it because there's like... Was she falling all over the place because she had vertigo? 
No, actually the policeman, uh, he watched his partner fall off a building and die. So he's terrified of heights. And so, you know, at the pivotal scene where they, it's, it was like the first use of that style of filming that I'm blanking on. Um, I'm forgetting, but, uh, it's meant to feel like you have vertigo with the policeman because he's on top of something and you know is that where they got that is that the first time that they uh i forget like the technical term for it but it's uh was that the first time they used the the shot where they're the method of shooting where you zoom in while uh pulling back on a trolley with the camera that might have been what i was just trying to describe i don't know what it's called um but i know it was whatever style of shot it was it was the first time it had been used so I actually just looked it up. It's actually called a dolly zoom, also known as a vertigo shot. There we go. First time it was used. Makes sense. That's cute that they named it after that. Yeah. Good. I wonder who dolly was. <laughs> Maybe after pardon. Maybe. Maybe after the thing that moved the camera. Let's go, girls. That's uh, Reba. That's Shania. Who? <laughs> Her? Oh, was that Shania who? Shania who? Uh, Mark Twain's sister. Shania Twain. That really was a sister? No. What if, though? I'm too high for this podcast. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. So, yeah. Confusing movie. Explaining, like, the whole plot would be, like, trying to explain a TikTok video. But then the TikTok video that you're trying to explain is already, like, a derivative parody of another video of, like, a meme. Your description of it being confusing is confusing me. (laughs) <laughs> I'll just stop. Moving on. Uh, so next up, we have a movie I've never seen. Um, it's called It Came From Beneath the Sea. It was shot and released, or I guess just released in 1955. Guess what it's about? Something that comes from the sea. But what? Godzilla, obviously. Obviously. Uh, no, it's a giant octopus. <laughs> okay. And it's trying to destroy the town and knock down the Golden Gate Bridge with its little tentacles. They do be doing that. They do be they do be tentacling. Um, okay, and next we have another movie I haven't seen. I really gotta up my movie watching. Um, but this one's called The Fog. The Fog. Have you heard of it? Yeah, great flick about killer fog. Yeah. And who's it by? Don't know. John Carpenter. John Carpenter. The Love director Carpenter. of Halloween. The, the classic Halloween film. Uh, it also stars Jamie Lee Curtis, but also, did you know that Jamie Lee Curtis is a Nepo baby? Who was her, who, who is she Nepoing? She nepped with Janet Lee, uh, who is also in this movie, The Fog, with her. She's oh, wow. obviously become more famous than Janet Lee, at least for our generation, because I've never heard of Janet Lee in, is it Lay? L-E-I-G-H? That's Lee. Lee. Yeah. Uh, so the movie is, like you said, it's a, it's about fog and like ghosts that live in the fog and technically it's based at a point raise but whatever killer clowns from outer space yeah who did that one is that a is that a parody is that a comedy no it's just it's just bad just as campy as you can get absolutely campier than what were those spooky movies we watched oh creep show yeah creep show yeah creep show's great that's the one uh okay so the last scary movie that I want to throw out there is something I've mentioned before when I did the episode 
about the vampires at Knob Hill. Indeed. Um, and so that movie is Interview with a Vampire. I still haven't seen it, but I actually read the Wikipedia description. And I definitely really want to see it because it looks so cheesy. Okay. Spill the beans. Spill the okay. cheese. Okay. So it's based on a book by Anne Rice and the movie stars Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Antonio Banderas, Stephen Rea, Christian Slater, and Kristen Dunst. So it's like 10 out of 10 all-star cast. I guess. If you're into that sort of uh, the mid-aughts. Yeah. No, I mean, this is from... When was it made? I think it was made in the 90s. So Kristen Dunst is a child in this movie. Yes. Yes, she is. It was made in 94. It's a horror slash romance film, (laughs) which is cute. Um, But so here's the plot. In modern day San Francisco, reporter Daniel Malloy interviews Louis de Pointe de Lac, who claims to be a vampire. Louis is played by Brad Pitt. Maybe it's Louis. Who knows? Louis describes, Louis, I'm going to call him Louis. Louis describes his human life as a wealthy plantation owner in 1791 in Spanish Louisiana. Didn't Brad Pitt play a plantation owner in another movie? No, that was uh, Leonardo. Oh, um, um, Django. 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 That's a great freaking movie. Played that part a little too well. <laughs> He's a great actor, okay? Yeah, let's call it that. That's not, that's not who he is. Um, so... Brad Pitt, Lewis, describes his life as a wealthy plantation owner in 1791 Spanish Louisiana. Despondent following the death of his wife and unborn child, he drunkenly wanders to the waterfront of New Orleans one night and is attacked by the vampire Lestat de Lioncourt, played by Tom Cruise. Lestat senses Lewis's dissatisfaction with life and offers to turn him into a vampire. Lewis accepts, but quickly comes to regret it. While Lestat revels in the hunt and killing of humans, Lewis resists his instinct to kill, instead drinking animal blood to sustain himself. How Edward of him. It's basically Twilight. Like, it Um, just gets more and more Twilighty. Great. Sorry, this is just like, I would argue, the best vampire movie. Hmm. What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah. No, it's very, uh, I just picture Tom Cruise as playing it. I was thinking of that while writing this. I picture him playing the vampire like so awkwardly, just like what we do in the shadows. The movies I've never seen the show. What we do in the shadows. I've just watched the movie. I I've seen a couple episodes of the show and it just doesn't do the movie justice. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's truly a masterpiece. It is. Everything, I remember watching it. Someone put it on in college, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Everything Taika like, Waititi touches pants. is gold. Yeah, yeah. But didn't he like? Mm, he almost got canceled for touching someone inappropriately. Did not turn to gold. Uh, why couldn't it be me? <laughs> um, so it's Twilight interview of the vampire. Kristen Dunst is in the mix and they raise her as like their child together, kind of. But there's also another woman involved. Uh, again, I haven't seen Wait, it. Wait, Tom Cruise and Brad raise this kid together? Well, That's so hot. I thought for a second that might be it, but that might not be it. Um but so, like, do you want to hear the end of the story, or is that too spoiler-y? No, yeah, I mean... Uh, Should we give spoilers? Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert to, uh, for a movie that came out in 1994. Hey, I haven't seen it. Are you going to make fun of me for that, too? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it either. Okay, um, but so based on this plot I read off Wikipedia, at the end of the film, the interviewer 
asks the vegetarian vampire, Brad Pitt, to turn him into a vampire. And Brad Pitt is like, what the fuck? Did he not just listen to my entire story? Like, my life fucking sucks. I hate this. I never wanted to become a vampire. Like, I want to die, but I can't. And so the interviewer goes driving um, on the bridge, on the Golden Gate Bridge, like to Marin, where the not vegetarian vampire, Tom Cruise, uh, like attacks him, drinks his blood and is like, now you get the choice, die or become a vampire. Um, And that's how the movie ends. Do they tell you what he chooses? I don't think so. So it's just like the Matrix. (laughs) Exactly. Ambiguous. Um, But yeah, no, I just can't stop picturing Tom Cruise trying to be like a fucking cool vampire. But it's Tom Cruise, so he's not cool. I like Tom Cruise. Do you? Tom Tom Cruise. Tom and I go way back. Uh, (laughs) He won a lot of respect for me with Tropic Thunder. I think that truly is. He was in Tropic Thunder? Hell yeah. He plays the producer. Huh. I didn't know that. He's... uh, He's like, uh, he's the one that's like on the phone with the, uh, with the, uh, the heroin gang and is like, I will fuck you in your mouth or whatever. If you, uh, sorry, I shouldn't say that on this podcast. That's not that's very, easy. that's not very Scientology of him. I think Scientologists can do like whatever they want. I mean, Danny Masterson was one. Yeah. And now well, he's a prisoner. Can't do anything he wants because finally it caught up with him. Yeah, finally. Um, did you see his wife divorced him? Bijou. I mean, good. Yeah, I guess they've been living apart for the past five years. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. Fuck him. I do feel bad for his brother, though. Francis? Francis from Malcolm in the Middle. For uh, those of you who don't know, but have watched Malcolm in the Middle, Francis, the older brother, is Danny Masterson's little brother, IRL, um, which is fun. He has seemed to see, he's like a DJ in L.A., so hot <laughs> uh, um and then like the last one i just want to throw in it's not like a scary movie but it is a thriller and just like the quintessential film noir um do you know what i'm gonna say i'm truly lost what are you gonna say the maltese falcon maltese falcon mm-hmm. haven't uh, we ate at that restaurant uh, we did yeah there's a restaurant um like one block down from union square what's it called john's yeah, it's called like John's Grill. Yeah, we got the most delicious lobster bisque and clam chowder. Oh my god, that's immediately soup was got so sick. Good. But it was, I don't know, it was worth it. We just don't need to go back. I mean, let's be clear here: the food did not make us sick because something was wrong with it. We just have issues with lots of dairy and yeah. butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like we got food poisoning. It's our fault yeah. that we got it's sick. It's our bodies. We should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also had, I think, like espresso martinis so it was just a weird thing going on in our stomachs espresso martinis yeah had that (laughs) i had my standard four whiskeys (laughs) yeah and the lobster bisque with fresh local lobster obviously straight out of the sewers (laughs) Uh, Um, that being that being said uh, i do want to pit i do want to uh, plug my new business i'm starting fresh san francisco squab uh wild caught (laughs) For those of you that don't know, squab is uh, a politer term for pigeon. Yeah. So you've heard of the parrots of Telegraph Hill. That's my next business venture. The squabs of the street. Food street that, squabs. Food that talks back. <laughs> Gross. That's sad. Um, Only. Never mind. 
Was it, were we just watching something where like an animal? Oh, I was watching The Boys. You've never watched The Boys, I don't think. I've seen the first three seasons. Oh, okay. So you know the scene when Chase Crawford, aka Nate um, from Gossip Girl, is made to eat his friend, the octopus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just sad. I didn't like that. It's hot. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was sad. He had to eat his friend. He's like, he eats children. It's okay. It's just a movie. It's a TV show, bitch. Okay. They say it's just a movie. <laughs> Although, Pinocchio is just a movie, and that scared the shit oh, out of me. Oh, God. Okay, guys. We watched Disney's Pinocchio. I, it was on my mind because I listened to the podcast, This Is Important, with the Workaholics guys, and they were just discussing how fucked up the movie was, and we happened to be staying in a little uh, guest house at Monica's friend's place, and all they, they had, had VHS. all they had was VHS tapes for entertainment, so... So we watched part of Ghost, which, like, was spooky. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't remember. I fell asleep. But yeah, we watched Pinocchio, also set in San Francisco. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, he gets like immediately sex trafficked. He gets human trafficked like four times in that movie. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, and then today I looked up the original story um, on Wikipedia and it is just, it's not, I mean, he doesn't get human trafficked in the stories, which I so I don't know why Disney created that. Yeah, they've really made Pinocchio a victim in the movie and then in the book. He's like he's just like a shitty kid. He's such an asshole in the book. Yeah, he's like all these people want to help him do good and be like a good kid, and he's like, nope. It's very boys will be boys. I love the I love part of the plot is that he falls asleep on a stove and burns his legs off. Yeah, and then Geppetto makes him new feet, and like the whole reason that Geppetto makes Pinocchio is because the actual wood builder in the town was like about to turn this log into a stool leg or a table leg and then the log starts talking and he's like what the fuck this is creepy and then geppetto's like oh i'll take the log and then makes a puppet with the intention of like traveling around the countryside so how'd you come up with the idea for this book i was in the forest and i <laughs> eat some mushrooms <laughs> this log talked and the log could talk to me yeah yeah exactly as um, an italian i can do that accent <laughs> i um yeah, what else? There's like a fairy involved. Pinocchio gets involved with like a giant snail. There's a snake with smoke for a tail that uh, Pinocchio has to uh, do something with. Oh, yeah. He like uh, steps on the snake and the snake like literally has a aneurysm and explodes or something. Like Yeah, they said they literally say in the book his or one of his arteries explode. And I'm just like, I wonder what that sounds like in Italian. <laughs> It's got to be like one of the most interesting sentences. I love that. That's funny. Yeah, I would love to read the original Greek one. So Pinocchio, I guess in reading up about it, it was released in chapters in like a, you know, like a newspaper type thing. And the author stopped writing and everyone was like, no, you have to keep writing. So there's really no continuity in the story. It just like keeps going with like new characters getting introduced every 15 or every chapter. And like by chapter 15, like I said, like you're dealing with a fucking giant snail. There's a fairy that aged 50 years in a day and like yeah, is they, now his mother. Don't Geppetto and the fairy die? Like Yeah. And then like Geppetto gets eaten by a giant fish, but then a giant tuna 
saves them and like oh it's a dolphin a well, dolphin no no there's a giant tuna too jesus but christ but pinocchio does at some point ride on a dolphin jesus christ yeah the- started <laughs> start an embargo of uh, fiction from italy <laughs> Uh, actually, though, um, I read a great book called Corelli's Mandolin in high school. It was beautiful. Nick, Nicholas Cage plays Captain um, Corelli. I think that's how you pronounce it in a movie. I've never seen it. Yo, how good was that Nicholas Cage film? Renfield? Uh, Renfield. That was great. We already talked More about vampires. that. On the, we already talked about that Probably, on Probably because I love Nick Holt. And I love Nick Cage. Perfect. The two Nicks. Perfect date for us. <laughs> she thinks he's hot. He thinks he's got a goofy voice. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, am I forgetting any scary San Francisco movies? It's hard because, like, we're not a scary city. Yes, we are. Well, with drugs now, but, like, I don't know. Nothing horror-ish happens here. I mean, we have the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we had the Zodiac Killer. But he um, only, like, he didn't kill in San Francisco that much. I mean, San Francisco has just, like, has had its true real-life horrors. Like, yeah. the 1906 earthquake and then yeah, the fires the that fire. followed. Uh, like, the sinkhole that drowned people and then they burned if they couldn't get out of the sinkhole. Yep. <laughs> we have a we have great white sharks in the bay and we've got a rip current that will drown you. Well, and all the sharks outside Farallon Islands. We've Egg got wars, the, remember that? We've got the outside of Japan. We've got the biggest su- be- biggest destination for suicide in the world. The Golden Gate Bridge. Huh. Okay. Yeah, we're that pretty... Oh, did you see they found that guy's body? The co- the student? Which one? The uh, There were signs for him all over, but like... The last video of him was like at the bridge uh, terminal or whatever. But he had just got graduated college and started his job at like Netflix as a software engineer or something. And Netflix is meant to be a very terrible work environment. That's uh, that is a uh, testament to uh, you know just because you're doing well on the outside doesn't mean you're doing well on the inside. Yeah, reach your, out to people, check in, quit your if, jobs. If you're ever feeling well, don't do that. But if you're ever feeling down, make sure you talk to someone. Yes. As someone that is diagnosed as anxious and depressed, uh, <laughs> yeah, talking is uh, super important. It is. Good plug. Um, RIP. Uh, yeah, well, that took a sad turn. <laughs> it doesn't have to be sad. We could joke about it. N- no, <laughs> that feels insensitive. Let's make jokes. <laughs> Let's make jokes about suicide. <laughs> there it is. There's the joke. No, I got more. <laughs> Uh, no, but in all reality, um, it was just suicide this month, September. It was Suicide Prevention Month. Hell yeah. Yeah, I donated to one of our friends' cause. Yep. Um, Shannon did the walk this year. Yeah. We, we, uh, did a, uh, we did a live stream benefit over the pandemic for that. Oh, cool. Very cool. Um, I love that. Yeah, no, it's a very real issue, and uh, there's no shame in getting help or asking for help or getting on drugs. Get on those drugs. They're helpful. You can also do it the natural way. Whatever you want. Whatever <laughs> works for you. Yeah, whatever works, but sometimes drugs help. Um, yeah, I think of these movies that I haven't seen, I'm definitely going to start with Interview with a Vampire. I think Tom Cruise as a vampire just seems fucking silly. 
He's a silly guy. He is a silly little guy. He's like 5'6". Oh, speaking of heights, have we talked about it on the podcast? The heights of everyone on the Jersey Shore? Yeah, they're all trolls. They're all so tiny. Guys, Jenny, remember Jenny? She like seemed to be six feet million tall. And uh, nope. What was she, like 5'7"? The height of a normal average woman? Snooki was 4'10". Um, I'm I'm an average. I'm pretty average height. I'm taller than all of them. I think you're as tall as Mike. The situation. Yeah. Um, and then every Ronnie was five, five. Ronnie yeah. Ronnie is truly a troll. Yeah, Vinny was five six. Crazy tiny, which like I'm glad they all found each other. There's 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 a match for everyone out there. That's the moral of this. Happy yeah. Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> there's there's a there's a creep out there for you. There truly is a creep out there for everyone. There is. Especially if you're a woman. I watched a little stand-up bit and it was a girl um talking about how like sometimes the weirdest people get like married first like before like traditional hotties or whatever. And you know what? I'm forgetting the punchline. I'm trying to explain a meme. I'm trying to explain a TikTok video. God. All right. Never mind. Well, at least you're not just like recreating it and hoping that people like your video. That's, That's pathetic. True. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I next, I'll, I'll make a reaction video. Just yeah. Next you. you'll be doing a reaction video where you don't really do anything. You just yeah. post your face next to it. Mm-hmm. I've actually been watching a lot of chiropractor videos. I love the cracks gross no they're good i've moved on from pimple popping (laughs) no i love my chiropractor have you ever been to a chiropractor sure haven't you should go it's good it's so cool no i'm good they just like touch your back and it's like and everything cracks and you're like wow i didn't know that this is what i'm supposed to feel like i feel like i'm gonna like be paralyzed after um i know someone whose little brother had like crazy not ibs but just like intestinal issues went to a chiropractor three times and realigned everything and he has been good for like a decade now heck yeah good for him yeah. love that yeah but every time i tell my mom i'm going to the chiropractor she's like that's pseudoscience that's what it's classified as yes <laughs> yeah but it's, it's still fun. Uh, classified as holistic yeah but it's still fun i mean you were just a proponent of whatever works and not taking drugs, so why don't you go to the chiropractor instead of taking opiates? Not that that's what you're doing. I don't take opiates. No, the... I know, but I'm just Are saying. you telling people on your podcast that I take opiates? <laughs> no! I mean, I know you are, and I produce your podcast. <laughs> I can cut whatever I want out. You sure can. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's cut it. Let's wrap it up. Let's get my contact back in my eye. And this has been another episode of Sorted SF. Woo! Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for being here in your own recording studio. San Francisco's number one podcast. That's us. Studio's definitely not my bedroom. 